I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today on the H&H Hour. My name is Heather. As we said in our very short intro at the very beginning of this, and I'm sitting next to my sister and my co-host, Heidi. Hi, Heather. Welcome. Welcome. So Welcome I know we our show. Yes, I know <laughs> we've sort of made a pact not to talk about the weather, <laughs> but I feel like it deserves an honorable mention. It deserves a pass in this season. We had snow this morning. We did. Now just just a tiny bit. A, a flur- truly flurries. I mean flurries, and they did land on our on my patio table mm-hmm. for just a short amount of time, and then they were gone. But. Still, it was like 80 degrees a few days ago. It's October. (laughs) And now it's snowing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was unique. Seasons, right? Yeah, it did. It made me think, well, first of all, when I opened, I looked out my patio door and it was just incredibly peaceful. Yeah. Watching the snowfall. And it was such a contrast because all of my trees are, I have like 10 colors of trees in my backyard right now. Yes, you do. It's stunning. And then there was just white, fluffy snow falling. And I just thought that can be a perfect picture of our lives so often that the season changes so quickly Mm -hmm. and there's still remnant left of the Mm -hmm. previous season. And yet God's pushing us into the next thing Mm -hmm. and the new thing. And it just made me reflect on that thought process a little bit of how quickly seasons change, whether we're talking about uh, shifting from a student to an adult or from singlehood to marriage, or from being a couple to parents, mm-hmm. or if we're talking about a career, or mm-hmm. a you know a career path, or whatever it looks like. Right, your kids being littles, going, and then all yes. of a sudden you have middle schoolers. Yes, it shifts so yeah. quickly. Yeah, and I think sometimes it feels like such a contrast because we're still in fall here in Central Illinois. Yeah, and yet we have these signs of winter coming yes and it kind of makes you go wait which one am I supposed to be where, in? where am I at am I in the right place yeah. you know it can make you question what's happening so there, I think that's what we're going to talk about today yeah let's do it there have been so many times in my life Heidi where I felt that tension yeah but I think it's a good thing like I don't think we ever I think sometimes when we feel tension we're like we automatically assume that it's negative yeah like oh because something's wrong something's wrong I'm not in the right because place it doesn't feel <laughs> totally right but the reality is tension off often, almost always, is what causes growth. Yes. When seasons are in that tension, it it does hurt a little bit. It does, it can cause a little bit of the, a cloudy feeling mm-hmm. of like, I'm not really sure if it's fall or if it's winter. Now, hopefully, I know our listeners are smart enough to know we're not actually talking about the weather. This is a spiritual analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, for, you know, for instance, Jules, has this my daughter Jules she's 10 and she has this hilarious thing where almost every morning she has an Alexa in her room and I have an Alexa in my kitchen and you can talk back and forth between them so she'll say Alexa announce and then she'll talk to me and it'll announce in the kitchen down to me and almost every morning she says something around what should she wear today (laughs) and today her announcement was cold hot warm cool question mark <laughs> you did you impersonated her very well just thank, now thank you and she she wanted to know what she should wear based on the weather mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh man, you know, that's so good. Cause we want like a, an exact answer mm-hmm. or an exact, Cut and dry. yes. Like this yeah. is exactly what I should expect. This is, ex- but sometimes it's cool, but it's going to warm up. So mm-hmm. you need a sweatshirt but you need a short sleeve shirt underneath to mm-hmm. take it off for when it warms up. Yeah. And sometimes it's warm, but it's going to get cold. Yeah. And I think that's so applicable to our lives. We have to be willing to layer things, to mm-hmm. layer seasons and be okay with that. You know, like I don't have littles anymore. Mm-hmm. I have an almost 11 year old and an almost 14 year old. They're not little anymore, Mm-mm. but they still need snuggled. Yes. They still need cared for. They mm-hmm. still need held when they don't feel good and sometimes when they do feel good like it's not one or the other right it's this sort of like intersection of Mm -hmm. two seasons colliding and and I think so many times in our lives we we miss out that that's a really valuable place to be Mm -hmm. um, because it's the beginning of a new season and it's a closing of an old season but it's not always just this like definitive line right that's a really good point Heather I love that uh, visual because I think it makes it very applicable to everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that we as a human race tend to um, be a little bit like we box ourselves in mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. to, okay, this is next. Mm-hmm. And so the former has to be completely done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that idea of layering it mm-hmm. in order to be prepared. And I think that's what I think that's what God requires of us is, hey, you know, he told a group of um bridesmaids like to yeah. fill their lamps so that when the bridegroom returned mm-hmm. they were ready for him yeah and that i think is what he's called us to mm-hmm. is that preparedness not out of wanting to rush this season but out of knowing that he's calling us he's always calling us to take steps forward yeah always yeah because god's a god that's moving and if he's moving we have to be also and so i think that's really important to see in the natural Mm -hmm. what are the things that in the natural I'm needing to layer Mm -hmm. and what does that look like in the supernatural what how does that affect my my soul man my soul woman yeah you know the soul side of me yeah in the spiritual sense can I give you a really practical um example of this yes so I think you know if you've been listening for a long time you know that church life is very important to Heidi and myself. We've, we've dedicated our, our lives now for 20 plus years to leading and loving and championing the local church, which is made up of people. All the things. It's not a building. It's not a name of a church. Um, those are significant and part of it, but that's not, that's not why we do it. We do it for the people and to share the gospel of Jesus and to see people set free and Mm -hmm. walk in freedom. Yeah. That's why we do it. Um, but I I think so often people take church life as a, a season that is a standalone thing. Hmm. So hear me out. You you attend a church, and, and I personally think there's way too much of this. I don't think there should be church hopping, going to find a church that suits every one of your fancies. Church isn't actually about you. In a different season of life. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's... Um, so that's another podcast, but staying, staying faithful to a church, even when you don't feel like everything is perfect and because no church will ever be perfect because it's made up of imperfect human beings. Right. And the minute such you a, join it, it's suddenly imperfect. Yeah, right? So there's so, that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm going off track here. Um, my point is this, 
there are times when God does call people out of a church or people choose to leave a church Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And so often, and you and I have seen this time and time again, it's like they close the door on that season Mm -hmm. and they don't look back. Mm -hmm. And so those relationships that they've had while they were there just go away. It's like as if there's been a death. And it's almost like the growth that they had, like it's, it's like that just is non-existent. Yeah. I think when there is an, a situation where someone leaves a church that it's okay for the seasons to overlap. Mm. So say they leave a church and they go to a different church. It doesn't mean you walk away from all those people and all those friendships. Mm. You can still have community with them. You can still have relationship with them. I mean, hello, that's what heaven is going to be. Right. You know, is, is all of us in in the same place. Um, so I just, to me, that's kind of a a practical example of how sometimes we don't layer our seasons. We don't let our seasons flow into one another in an organic way, but we just are like, nope, close the door on that. I'm moving on. I'm not looking back. I agree with that. And I'm also, I'm going to speak from the leader perspective right now to into this, because as a leader who I've had friends leave our even our the church we lead i've had yeah. friends leave mm-hmm. i do feel like a lot of times there is an unfair expectation put on the leader to maintain the friendship mm-hmm. after they have chosen to leave the church mm-hmm. so yeah. like for instance i've had friends leave and i have felt as if they assume that i will do all the work to maintain the friendship when they've left the church that i'm called to pastor and lead yeah and that makes it difficult in the sense that god has it, called me and my husband and you and your husband and the the four other couples that lead with us Mm -hmm. to pastor the people that are in our congregation. Mm -hmm. And so it does, it can become difficult in the sense that we all only have so much time, right? Right. So many resources to give out to people around us. And for me personally, those resources have to go first and foremost to the people in my church. Yeah, they do. And so when that shifts for somebody, there can be this tendency to have uh, disappointment when the friendship doesn't get to be carried on the way Mm -hmm. it was being carried on within the church setting. And my husband makes a great point. He says that anytime a group of people or a friendship or a couple has a common point that is broken apart, Mm -hmm. like a common interest or a common Mm -hmm. bond that no longer is existing, it alters the friendship. It makes it difficult to carry on the relationship. And I do think that that is something we have to be aware of. Like if you're someone that's listening and you're weighing whether or not you're going to be leaving a church body that God's put you in, you need to know that part of the aftermath is lost friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's not because the church leaders or the pastors or the friends there hate you. It's simply sometimes a... um, we have to prioritize the people that still are in the circle that we're in. Yeah. So yeah. that sounds contradictory to what you've just said, Heather, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be confusing. Yeah. I w- so I want to clarify in that I think as we go, God, are you moving us on? And sometimes we think it's going to be like green grass and roses when we move on. Mm-hmm. But we look back and we realize, wow, there was a lot of really valuable relationship there that I just walked out of. Right. So you have to know going into it, Either you need to be prepared to help maintain those friendships yep. or you need to be prepared to let them go. Yeah, that's good. Because I don't think that those are um, 
I think you have to understand that the leaders God's put in your life, when you choose to transfer out of that, God may not transfer those leaders with you. Does that make sense? It does because, and, and you're, you're speaking from a, a leadership, church leadership role, which is a minority of the people that are probably listening to this. And, and you're saying like, we're called, we're the spiritual leaders right. of the church that we've been this called to particular lead. body. So, so that's where our responsibility and our time and our capacity has, has to, to go. Yeah. It's, it's a mantle God's put on us. Yeah. Um, and so it really does. And I think, I think we're saying the same thing. Right. We're saying like, it doesn't have to end. It just, it, it's going to take some work mm-hmm. on the part of, on the people leaving. And this might, we're not on any sort of, um, you know, high horse right now, like, because we're mad about anything or we're just, we're simply talking about what it looks like to transition from one season to the next. And Heidi, we have seen people do this so beautifully in Mm -hmm. our church. Yeah. People that have chosen to leave or moved or one thing or another. And they've said, we still value the people in that church and we want to maintain relationships with them. And they have. Right. And there's no hard feelings and, you know, there may be or some tough conversations in the, in the middle of it, but that's been really beautiful. And then we've had people who have left who just peace out. (laughs) It's like they fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. So I think like, that's what we're saying is we can do a better job of stewarding changes of seasons in our lives. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's not just church. That's Mm -hmm. just an area that you and I are very familiar in. Right. Yeah. But it can apply to almost anything in, yeah. in our lives that we face. I also think, Heather, sometimes change, anytime something is changing, it causes people to evaluate mm-hmm. if they still want what they've got. Yeah. And so like an example, it, with our church right now, so for the last five and a half years, we, we've, been a, a, we've been a mobile church for six years in the sense that we set up and we tear down every Sunday morning yeah. because we rent a facility. And so for the first six months of our church, we had multiple facilities that we kind of had to ping pong back and forth between yeah. based upon availability and weather and all those things. And so then five and a half years ago, God opened the opportunity for us to rent this incredible local music hall where concerts aren't held on Sunday mornings. And so every Sunday morning, we got to sign long-term contracts with them to rent their facility. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is that when we started this church six years ago, it was purely an act of obedience because God specifically spoke and told us to start this church. Oh, yeah. It was the last thing I wanted to do. Oh, I told God no three times before <laughs> I even would consider the conversation. And so, it, um, and we were coming out of a very hard season. Mm-hmm. So we determined as a, as a team, like we have to obey because if we don't do this, we will be in pure defiance yeah. to the Holy Spirit. Now, as parents, we know what pure defiance looks like. Yeah. It's not pretty. Right. And it never turns out well. There's always discipline that needs to be involved. And um, so yesterday was the a very clear end point mm-hmm. for a season of our church. Yeah. Now, we're not ending our church. We're not stopping. We're not closing the doors. But the building that we've been renting has sold because mm-hmm. the music hall has ended they sold it to a completely unrelated company and they're no longer going to be able to rent their Sunday morning space to us because they're switching their business model. And so we are homeless again. Yeah. And it was just a, it was such a surreal day to have mm-hmm. been in a space for five and a half years, every single Sunday. It's a long time. And then to go, 
well, this is the last time we'll worship on this stage. Mm -hmm. But it was so cool because God, this is a layer that God did for us. He months ago had us plan a worship night. We're we're meeting right now in studio on a Monday morning. Last night on Sunday night, we had a worship night already scheduled and it was going to have baptisms. And we we don't do worship nights very frequently, maybe twice a year. Maybe, yeah. One to two times a year. And um, that was primarily because of our rented space. It's not as if we had access to the building. We got it during Sunday morning. Right. And so God planned this for us. And the interesting thing is that the very last service we held in that five and a half year space was a worship night and baptisms. Mm -hmm. We were celebrating new life, the sign of new life, the sign of resurrection, the sign of growth. You know, baptism is a public declaration that a person believes in Jesus and is a new creation in Jesus. Right. That's a new season. Yeah. And so I was contemplating all of this, watching these amazing moms and dads baptize their children and husbands baptize their wives. And I just thought, how good is God to remind us that on a day like today, which mm-hmm. is the end yeah. of something, there's so much good coming. Yeah, new life. This is all layered. And we know the story is great because we've had a dear friend tell us we can rent his church on Sunday nights. And so we've got uh, uh, one of the girls on our leadership team, Becca, she said, you know, we've been we've been homeless as a church, but we've never been without a home. Right. God has always provided a space, even at the last minute. Yes. And so now God's provided this Sunday night space in to have unity with another church while our church building, which is being renovated that we've been able to purchase now mm-hmm. is being prepared for us. Yeah. So it's all really good things. Yeah, it really is. But man, talk about an emotional Sunday morning. Yeah. A season ending is not, is hardly ever easy. Sometimes you're jumping around cheering and you're so glad for that season to be over. But most of the time it's very bittersweet. You're saying goodbye to something and you're feeling the emotions of all of the memories from that season. And that's, that's what it was for us last night. I, you know, I was feeling both excitement for a new season and also just this pain of saying goodbye to the season we've been in for five and a half years. Yeah. I mean, most of our children, that's all they remember. I mean, I took two babies into that church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So So it it was definitely so beautiful. Yeah. I should say into that building because the church is going with us. The The people are going with us. Into that building. Yes. Into that building. And it's just a building. Our our church is not defined by where we meet. I mean, we've met in some crazy places in the first six months. Yes. So. Yeah. And then during COVID, you know, we had eight weeks in a basement. So. (laughs) Live streaming. Yeah. You know, which is. Yeah which is funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's so important for us to remember that seasons are not always stop and start that they do. They do sort of leak into one another and that's, that's okay. That's a good thing. They should. And there's an example of a dear one in our church who's walking through a really dark season after the death of someone she loved. Mm -hmm. And yet she was on the microphone reading Mm -hmm. the stories of those being baptized. Yeah. What a beautiful picture of God merging something so hard and so difficult and really so impossible without the spirit of God. Yeah. And yet her going, man, I'm called to lead. I'm called to speak hope and life. And her having the bravery to get on that microphone and speak those words of hope and life as she read the testimonies of those being baptized. And I just thought, 
that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's being vulnerable enough with your people that they know you're walking through a lot of darkness and still picking up the mic and talking about the light, right? Yeah, that's so good. I think I hear a lot of people talk about how, how difficult it is to transition into retirement. And, you know, they go from this job and this career being their identity and then they're retired and they no longer have that. And, you know, some people thrive in that and some people are so lost. And I'm reminded of what our pastor, Pastor John, said last week on the podcast about he has experienced some of the most intimate times with Jesus in his retirement, you know, and and I think that's because he didn't hold on too tightly to what he was before Mm. he recognized that there was beauty and growth in the new season that God had called him into still celebrating, rejoicing where he's come from and what he was able to do with his life, but not holding on so tightly. Um, and I, and I think this is something that I've thought about for years and years and years. I think it's a very difficult transition of seasons for moms Mm. who, especially stay-at-home moms who that's been their total identity. It's been their job. It's been their job. It's been their their career. career. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden their kids are gone in college or out of the house. And they, I have not seen many transition very well. And I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like what it looks like for me, how to prepare myself before I get there so that I don't crash and burn Mm -hmm. when it gets to that season where my kids are gone because I have the husband so much of my identity with home educating them and staying home with them. Um, I'm not saying there aren't women out there that don't do it beautifully. Sure. You know, and there there have been some examples in my life, but it seems like overwhelmingly so. And and my heart goes out to those women um, because it's, it really does feel like this definitive, like I was a mom to all these kids or to these kids, and now I'm not needed anymore. Yeah. It's like the retirement without the glory, you know, without the the going away bonuses or, yeah. you know, one who chooses to retire. And yet there's that celebration of like, your career was so important and so yeah. valuable. And so I think a, a lot of momhood is very, um, there's not a lot of tangible growth markers in it. Right. I mean, there are in the sense that your children are physically growing and maturing, but um, I can sense that it is a difficult transition and we've not been there yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that you say you're, you're trying to look ahead and figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a huge component is a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. um, making sure that that remains a priority. Yeah, I agree. I know my husband will say a lot, like my kids you know, I have three of them. And so they'll be like, I want to sit by mom. Well, I want to sit by mom, but you had to sit by mom last time. Like you've sat by mom most of the time because you're the only girl. And you know, there's this whole dialogue and every now and then Kip will pull the dad card and say, I'm going to sit by mom because she was mine before she was yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just reminding each other mm-hmm. of the value that you have. Yeah. And now I know I speak on this tenderly because I, I know marriage is so tender Mm -hmm. and difficult. And so I'm not discounting hard marriages. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything is ABC and it all goes according to plan. Figure out your marriage and then it'll all be fine. Not at all. So please, if you're in a hard marriage and I know you don't feel judgment, I'm not judging you. Um, But I do think that's a part of it. Yeah. Because if your marriage is not healthy, it is an inevitable outcome that your kids become your main source of 
accolade and adoration that you're giving and receiving from. Yeah. And then when that's gone or yeah. transitioned, whether it's a, you know, a child getting married or moving on, that can be very difficult if you don't have a source of from a human being yeah. that's able to provide you with that love. Because yeah. we are wired to be loved by human beings. Yeah, we are. Chris, my husband, preached at church yesterday and it was such a powerful message. Incredible. Um, if you are looking for just something to really encourage you and just sort of see some things from a totally different perspective, go check out church214.org, um, the podcast. It's the very last week, week four of Tell Us Nice Things series. But he was talking about Abraham and Isaac when God asked Abraham to go up the mountain and sacrifice his only son. And he tells the story and then he says, you know, I don't, I don't think God here is asking any of you to kill your child. Right. But then he said the statement that just was like, oh, it just like it pierced me. He said, some of you have made your children your idols. Mm. And I think, Heidi, that goes back to what this, this particular thing we're talking about, why sometimes those transitions are so difficult is, is we as moms and dads, but I'm speaking from a mom's perspective, can make our children our idols and also our identity, which is also idolatry. Yeah. Because then we are not making God our number one, our focus, yeah. our, like my, my hope is in you. God, not in my children still being around or yeah. having an identity in raising my children. And so that is easier said than done. Yeah. But I do think that that's an epidemic that we have in our country. And I think that's why so many women that I've seen over the years have had such a struggle shifting into a new season that God has for them because they haven't actually fully been willing to give up the idolatry of raising their children and their identity being there. And they're actually missing out a hundred percent on what God has for them in this next season. I'd be curious if any of our listeners are ahead of us in life mm -hmm. and have gone through this season um, successfully or unsuccessfully, mm -hmm. I'd be curious to hear from you as yeah. a listener. Give us your feedback, jump on Instagram and mm -hmm. message us. We're at the H and H hour on Instagram, or you can email us at the H and H hour at Gmail. Um, I would be very curious to hear from women ahead of us mm -hmm. or men who yeah. have watched their wives go through it well and um, hear your input on what that's looked like for you and how you've done it well or how you saw that you maybe didn't do it as well as right. you hoped you would have. Because we haven't been there. And so I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say like, oh, do ABC and then it's easy because I don't know. We have no idea. I, I don't know. Yeah. I do know that I've watched a lot of women ahead of me crash and burn. Yeah. when that time comes and that's scary to me and I, and I and I want to help women try to figure out younger women you know my age and younger that have still have kids at home how to figure out how do we what does it look like to transition transition into that season with grace and mm -hmm. with excitement and not just holding on so tightly to the season we've come from that we miss out on the season that God has yeah. next for us you know, I had a moment this week and this, this comes around fairly often now as my son is, feels like he's like growing and advancing two years every day. <laughs> every time I see him, which is frequent, he's grown an inch, but he's almost 14. And I had this 
overwhelming thought the other day because my sister-in-law sent me a picture. She was cleaning out and she sent me a picture of, of little Benny that mm. she'd found. And it was little and it just seemed like yesterday. And, you know, I, I had this thought like, oh my goodness, he might be gone in four years. Mm. And and y'all know how fast a year goes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, boom, yeah. it's gone. And so I, I really had to stop right there and say, I need to make sure that I, one, that I value and pour everything that I can into him to set him up for success to leave me. Yeah. Because that's what he's going to do. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. And so what does that look like? Mm-hmm. It looks like not controlling. It looks like pouring into him and helping him make good choices, but then also letting him make mistakes so he learns to be a leader. Yeah. Um, but it, it also looks like me remembering that it's – that's what I'm doing. I'm training him up to lead, yeah. to lead and to leave. Mm-hmm. And that that's a huge gift. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's an incredible calling. Yeah. Um, I think yesterday at the end of service, uh, we'd had a deeply emotional song play and a few of us in the sanctuary felt the depth of the emotion of that song. Oh, we were literally on our faces, bawling. <laughs> there, where was running mascara and some snot. It yeah. was not pretty. Uh, but it was not out of like sorrow. It was mm-hmm. out of the remembering of mm-hmm. what God has done. And that's yeah. what I was picturing the season God's brought us through in the last six years, the growth yeah. that we've seen in people around us and children born into the mm-hmm. church of my own life, of people around me who are so deeply impacted yeah. on a physical and spiritual level by Church 214. Yeah. And it it was that. It was the remembering of, God, you have been so faithful mm-hmm. to this church. And then your husband, who was up on stage, came down. He's sobbing. And he hugged me. And, of course, I started sobbing even more. <laughs> and he said, and I'll never forget it, he said, we've been obedient. Mm-hmm. And because that's been a constant conversation amongst mm-hmm. our leadership team is what's God telling us to do? Mm-hmm. And there's no choice but to do that. Yeah. And so that's a constant question is what's God asking us to obey? Yeah. And he was saying like, hey, these six years, like we've been obedient. Yeah. And it's been beautiful and hard all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the that's the point. Yeah. And I I, re- I thought of that word all day long. Mm-hmm. We have been obedient, you know, and there's such beauty that comes out of obedience. And so I think if you find yourself up against a season that feels like it's being layered, whether it's a job that's shifting or kids that are shifting out or you're stepping into fostering or, you know, whatever it looks like, ask the Lord to give you the grace mm-hmm. to ask him, what does it look like to obey you in this season? And help me to obey. Yeah. Like give me the courage to obey. Yeah. Because it's always worth it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's beautiful or easy. It's mm-hmm. usually usually obedience is hard, especially when you're learning to obey. Yeah. Um, but it's so worth it. Because yeah. that's what I thought all day long. And then last night watching people get baptized, this has been so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's a it's a it's a combination of honoring the season that you've come from and walking with excitement into the season that's ahead of you. Yeah. And you and can usually, do both. You can do both at the same time. And yeah. usually that season ahead of you, you don't always know. It, it, you know, I think sometimes we hold on to the season behind us because we know everything about it. 
It's predictable. We've got all the details. <laughs> yeah. And the season ahead of us is unpredictable. We don't know all of the ins and outs. We don't know the hard things. We don't know the good things. Mm-hmm. We don't know what all the details are. And, and, and I just keep hearing the Lord say to me, like, as we're podcasting this, and this was a theme yesterday too, like open your hands up, hold your hands out, palms up, fingers wide open mm-hmm. for God to be able to do. It's a surrender sign. Like mm-hmm. I surrender, mm-hmm. you know, I surrender to you, whatever you want to do, God, fill me, use me. Yeah. And when we, when we hold too tightly to something, whether it be control or a season or whatever it is, like we can't, God can't fill our hands. He can't put the next thing into our hands. And so that for me, that's, that's what's so, so important right now for us as we transition into this next season of our church, as I transition in the next few years into having, you know, adult children. I know it's still four years away, but it feels like it's like tomorrow. Yeah. And as whatever season you're in, because everyone's in sort some sort of transition. And if you're not right now, you will be tomorrow. Like yeah. that's just, that's just the reality part of, of it. life. Um, and it, we, it's just holding our hands open and saying, God, I honor what was. I'm excited for what is to come. What do you do? Whatever you want. Yeah. You know, my family said this now for a few years, like we're with you, God do with us, you know, we're with you heart and soul, do with us what you will. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how we transition. That's how we layer seasons from one to the other. Mm. So good. All right, friends. If you want to tell us your story about a season you've walked through a a transition message us, we'd love to hear from you. We really do love hearing from our listeners. Um, and then if you feel like this podcast could encourage someone, you know, feel free to copy this link and text it to them. I do that frequently. I I don't mean like with my own podcast, like here, listen to my podcast, (laughs) Uh, but with podcasts I'm hearing, um, and sharing and it's so cool. Like if God prompts you that someone needs it, they probably really do need the message. And so just follow through. It takes about 14 seconds of your time. And um, I promise you that person will be encouraged and uplifted. So, and that's the goal that we would encourage one another and build each other up. That's what God's word says. Yes. And I think specifically in this season that we've all walked through of 2020 and with elections looming and COVID that's been hanging on, that is what we need. We need encouraged Mm -hmm. and we need uplifted by one another. And so be part of the, that layering for each other Mm -hmm. that helps each other transition through seasons and be vulnerable with your people about what's coming mm-hmm. or what's going and that what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a really healthy, beautiful thing. If you can have people around you that you're vulnerable with. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We're so glad that you did. We will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.